Hello and welcome to this week's Therapy for Me. And if you listen carefully, you might just be able to hear the kettle in the background because it's ten past seven and it's one of those early morning ones. Uh, and before we get started, the bit, obviously, I know you're desperate to know about. You, you want a Veruca update, uh, which I feel I don't even think we can get to the twangy guitar without that. And uh, still in quite a bit of pain. Um, I've carried on running and it hurts when I run I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing though um, Linda did suggest that actually if I ran enough it would just sort itself out but that doesn't appear to be happening so far um, It it whatever bazooka does uh, it looks like the end of days on the heel of my foot, um, but it but there is some some kind of change. There's some kind of something going on because it's definitely doing something, and I'm not quite sure what the life cycle of a of a, of a Veruca um, is it, when you go through this process. Um, but it's it's not nice. It's really not nice. Anyway, we've got that out of the way, so let's crack on as normal and have a little bit of that twangy guitar. <laughs> On a couple of occasions this week, I went down a bit of a rabbit hole with podcast stats. And um, I'm only telling you this because it just seems weird. It actually seems wrong in one respect. In another respect, it makes perfect sense in the context of, of the number of podcasts that there are globally. This makes perfect sense. But then there's still a part of me that thinks, well, that can't possibly be right. But two things have happened this week. The first thing was, got an email uh, from somebody who'd written a blog on guitar po- uh, podcasts and had put the 942 uh, podcast, which I do with my very good friend, Jason Hunt, um, who I had um, actually met up with yesterday. It was really nice to see him. Uh, shout out to Jace. Um and he'd done a blog of, or this person, I think it was a he, I've assumed it's a he, because of the guitar world, I've assumed he, it probably isn't, and and do you know what, it doesn't matter, um, other than for me to apologise if I've got it wrong, get to the point, Anne. Right, um, the, so this person had written this, this one of those throwaway internet pieces, um, clearly to do exactly what it did, which was to hook me in, um, just to say, we've, we've done the top ten, um, guitar podcasts and and we thought you might like to see this piece and it's and it comes along and and we're number two in the top 10 guitar podcasts now of course I went down the rest of the list and realized I'd not really heard of any of them and I couldn't honestly believe this was a true uh, top 10 and actually the little call to action at the bottom of it nice if you gave a shout out to this thing which we'll probably end up doing and to be fair I'm doing now uh, though I'm not actually necessarily linking to it um, was, was, was clearly you know I mean there's probably 4,000 blog pieces of the top 10 guitar podcasts um, before he moves on to the top 10 shed podcasts but um, it was kind of weird to see that but it had come on the back or why it had chimed is because I'd also seen uh, and I don't know how I got to this um, but I found a website that that gave percentages of podcasts as in um, your your podcast is in the top 50% of podcasts globally and it's um i don't know which one of the ones i got sent it because i'm i'm on the uh, kind of admin for a number of the podcasts i do so i get emails about a number of podcasts including ones that that i just you know produce or edit and um and and one came through uh and i think it might have been for 942 again actually and i clicked through onto the link and it put 942 in the top 10% of podcasts globally now that will be based on 
their calculation of listener numbers and those things are relatively accurate you can get that data relatively uh, relatively easily um but that um that's just a, a, a pure numbers game and I, th- I think i've told you maybe in the past that to be above average on podcasts you don't need to get many downloads necessarily the thing with podcasts is there's a lot of really really big numbers at the top for a small group of podcasts huge numbers gazillions and then it's a really really steep drop uh, and it bottoms out very quickly to most podcasts which don't go past a few episodes and get very few listens so the 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 he put nine forty two in the top ten percent of podcasts globally. I thought, wow, wow, is that true? And then I clicked on um, then I clicked on the Corona Diaries, and that's in the top one percent of podcasts globally. So the number, the threshold that it hits on average for its episode downloads puts it in the top one percent. And of course, if there's a million podcasts in the world, then the top one percent is still a big number. Um, you know. And, and there will be at least a million podcasts, different podcasts in the world. But if so, still 1%. And then I looked for TFM. And do you know what? TFM's in the top 5% of podcasts globally based on listener numbers, which I'm just, I just can't get my head around. Tuesday. I want to shout out to Norwich City. Uh, not Norwich, the city. Uh, Though Norwich is a very fine city, as it says on the sign when you drive in. And I I agree with that particular sign. Norwich is a lovely place. But I don't want to shout out about Norwich, the city, but Norwich City, because they put out a video this week, um, all to do with mental health awareness. And it's absolutely brilliant. Um, I've watched it a couple of times and I thought it was really, really, really great. And I have nothing else to really say, so I'm going to put the, the link to it in, in the notes. And I, I would ask you all if you've got, you know, a few minutes to watch it. Uh, but it's just it's just good work. It's just really good work. Um, we know it's one of the areas where men are, are not very good at talking about it. We know it's an area that, um, you know, is a, is a, a, a real, I mean, obviously, I think it's still the, the start for the biggest cause of death in, is it under 40 under 40s males is suicide i can't remember the age cutoff point but it's certainly it's certainly an age that seems very high when you when you hear it um and this is just a this is just a very a very very well thought through very very well executed thing so i'm just going to leave it there but big shout out to to norwich city football club for for uh, for doing it for for just having the foresight and having the um, the the time and the resource and the inclination um, and possibly a little bit of the bravery as well to to do it. Um, so big, yeah, big kudos to them. Wednesday, after a full-on week of ranting, uh, and for those of you who get the extra shot of TFM, a bit more. Uh, ranting um over the weekend i felt like i felt like i really um you know it was it was an, an irrigation of sorts probably the wrong word there's probably a better word than that but you know a cleansing it was a cleansing of sorts um yeah irrigation is wrong on so many levels actually um the the, the it's not the same thing this week in terms of the labor party conference and actually I'm in a group of people that are obviously hoping that we'll get a change of government, that, that the country will come to its senses and we will actually rid ourselves of, of this shower. Um, but I'm also very, very aware that 
at the moment we dislike the Conservative government far more than we like Keir Starmer. And that's that's a challenge. Um, and for those of us who lived through 1992 with uh, Neil Kinnock, it, I don't think it's the same place. Um, but, but I think it's it, there are parallels that can be drawn. I don't think Keir Starmer is necessarily Neil Kinnock in that respect. Uh, in fact, I heard something on a, a, a podcast that suggested that Neil, uh, sorry, that Keir Starmer was a little bit more like um, uh, John Smith, which might be a, a reasonable, a, a reasonable kind of assessment of it, actually. Um, but they looked good in Liverpool. They they looked serious. The people around them looked serious. They looked like a government in waiting. I thought his speech was uh, very good. Um, yes, it was a little bit light on policy, but then the other side of the coin is we're still potentially a year away from election, uh, and this incumbent government is 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 scrapping and pivoting and U-turning and stealing whatever they can to think they can do something that might give them a lift. So you don't want to give them any particular help. Um, but I thought he looked and sounded um, like a leader. Um, and I thought the rest of the conference um, worked quite quite well. I thought there was some interesting policy in there. I think he said the right things about uh, housing. I said. I think he said the right things about uh, education. I think they um, and the, and the NHS. And I think they continue to say the right things about this GB Energy project. Project. But the the thing that was striking was just the difference. That the 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 whole conservative thing comes with with all of that um, noise and that clamour and that drama. And you know, the only bit of drama was was a bit of glitter which I thought he had he handled really really well so um it, it was a nice I mean look I you know like a lot of people I I like my politics a little bit turbocharged because it it, it makes for interest and it gets you animated but th- this week was a was about a bit of grown-up politics and I thought we got a bit of grown-up politics this week and it was interesting because when I, on my social feeds on things like my LinkedIn feed and what have you just looking at some of the people who were there there was some serious some serious grown-up business around the edges there were some serious institutions who were who wanted to be there because I think everybody now sees that is the way that the wind is is blowing and I thought that was interesting that the serious grown-ups had also decided to make a trip to Liverpool in the way they hadn't decided to make a trip to Manchester. Thursday. Just want to stop for a second, and there's a, re- there's a, a, a reason for doing this, but I want to stop for a second and just th- say thank you to the people who are patrons of Therapy For Me. Um, so um, I have a, a Patreon page and people can support the podcast. And it's always very, very appreciated uh, when people do. And I have a number that I still can't quite believe who do actually do that. And uh, and I just wanted to shout out to you because I don't do it often enough just to say thank you very much. And it's very, very much appreciated. And <clears throat> it's not appreciated on the the money side of it, which, of course, is appreciated. So well, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that isn't. It's the because I, I, I think I've talked about this in the past and I do this. I, I um, support uh, a number of podcasts, and I think it's I think it's a healthy thing to do. I I, uh, I think if there's something you really like, and it and it becomes part of your week, I, I think there's having an attachment to it is a it, it you know is a a perfectly healthy thing to do. And in that context, I really thank the, 
the, the people who who are patrons of this particular podcast. The the reason why I'm saying it is because on a piece of extra content I put out last week, and I know I haven't done one for ages, but I did do one last week, so kind of got back to in a, in a little bit of the good books. Um, I talked about an experience or two experiences I had with two different companies that just proved that in 95% of situations with automation and digitization being the way it is, that when something goes right, it goes right and it's absolutely seamless. But actually for a lot of companies in terms of customer service, when it falls down, it really falls down and they don't have a mechanism to resolve it. And actually that's probably the moment when you can establish a really strong link with the customer is when you get it wrong and the way you handle getting it wrong is is often the way you end up with a loyal customer for years and years and years and I gave a couple of examples of how it was very very two very different situations where it was it was obvious problems and it became very difficult to 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 put right and involved a lot of my effort and it and it shouldn't have done because alarm bells weren't going off to say something's gone wrong um the reason why I'm saying that is because I'm going to build on from that story, even though some of you won't heard it, because one of the problems I was having with with Virgin Media, and I lost a large portion of my Saturday to renegotiating my Virgin Media media contract. And the point I was making was that you sign up for these things for 18 months, you, be, you remain loyal. I've been with Virgin Media for a long time, um, but every 18 months, your contract goes up by 50, 60, 70%. And uh, and then you have to ring to renegotiate to get to something that's kind of where it was before anyway, when actually if they'd just sent me a bill and said, you know what, it's going up a tenner or it's going up a fiver, you come to the end of your 18-month deal, if you want the same package again, it's, it's this, but it's a few quid more and this is because of X, Y, and Z, I probably would have gone, yeah, that's fine. Um, and, and ultimately where you end up, you probably would have taken with less hassle and you'd have just gone, yeah, that's fine. I get it. I get it. Things are more expensive. I get it. It's not a problem. Um, particularly if they'd come along and said, actually, if you want to lower your price, you take this away. And if there was extra things you're looking at, this is the option. So if they came and said, here's your, here's your Goldilocks options, uh, here's your slightly worse, the same, slightly better. And you can pick with a very simple way of doing it. That would be fine as well. You know, um, Virgin managed to cock it up again in terms of I spent a long time on the phone. I sorted out what I was doing. We did that bit of housekeeping that you do at the end of one of these things of trying to get a few bits extra and resolving an issue with a, a, a problem that involved an engineer and yada, 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 um, which I kind of been putting off because it's just the phone call that's a pain. So um, all fine. And then I got my bill this week um, and it's all wrong, all wrong. So I started off, I'd been sent a, a piece of paper that said, this is this is what your new deal is going to be. And I had that on, on, on Saturday. On Monday, I got something that came through that said, your new deal is going to be this. And it had already shifted by a tenner. And then my bill came, which was your bill is X. And it had been exponentially increased because there was no suggestion they knew I'd changed my contract. And of course, it, it meant I had to phone again. And I phoned again. I had a conversation uh, with a guy. And it's all fine. It's all been sorted. It's not a problem. But I, I sat on hold for 20 minutes with that appalling background music, might have been longer, on the speakerphone um, in that really irritating squeal because you've got it coming out of a speakerphone because you can't stand to hold it to your face for half an hour. And it was just hassle. It was just hassle. Now, part of this isn't really a story that's worthy of, of, of necessarily putting in. The reason why it's here um, apart from to give you a little bit of an update for those of you who, who are aware of it, is because um, I want to use Oops, I Did It Again as the episode title. And this seemed a perfect way of doing it. So the last the last 
four minutes, four and a half minutes have literally all been to get Britney into the episode title this week. Friday. Okay, so Friday the 13th was National No Bra Day. Um, I've no idea how I found out about that. I don't know where I saw it. It will have been on something somewhere in terms of a social media feed. And it's there for two reasons, to promote um, the the body positivity. So the whole idea that you don't need to worry about um, undergarments and all that kind of thing. And obviously, as you'd expect, it's also about breast health and breast examinations and just everything to do with um, to, to do with sort of uh, breast cancer awareness as well. And um, it, it was one of those that stopped. I'm used to hearing about a day being something. It, it being chocolate brownie day or it being, you know, Walker Terrier day or, or whatever it might be. And actually yesterday was also National Skeptic Day, which kind of flows into this quite nicely as well, actually. I like the idea of National Skeptic Day. Um, I could probably, well, I don't know. I don't know if I am sceptical about too much stuff. I'm a sceptical about, I don't know. Come back to that one. That's maybe that's that's maybe a whole episode on its own. Um, but what it, it it got me to a website, right? And it got me to uh, and a website called awarenessdays.com, which I think is something that's just there for businesses. Um, and it basically gives you all of the awareness days. It gives you the awareness calendar. Um, the problem with the awareness calendar is there's just too much in there now. You can't as a business. It's not like there's one there's one or two a month. There's, there's just too many. In fact, if you look what was there yesterday as a business, I don't know how you'd cope with that. So I think now as a business, you kind of have to, you kind of have to say, we don't actually recognize any of these things because in reality, there are just far too many to, 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 to recognize. And I'll, and I'll give you an example. I'll give you an example, right? So October 13th is part of National Braille Week, UK Malnutrition Awareness Week. It was International Skeptics Day. It was World Sight Day. It was National No Bra Day. Okay, so that's that was that was the things that yesterday fell within. If you if you continue um, for the rest of the week, then it's National Bake Week starting today. It's Global Hand Washing Day on Sunday, as long as as well as being King Harold Day, White Cane Safety Day. Global Wave of Light Day, Latino AIDS Awareness Day, the Learning Festival, and it's Restart a Heart Day on Monday. So that's that's just a small indication of, of where you are. I, I also believe that we're still in National Porridge Week. I think we're still in National Por- Porridge Week. And National Seed Gathering Season uh, runs all the way through October. My question, the one that I can't get answered and wasn't actually answered by Awareness Day's website. I couldn't find anything on there. And I haven't found anything in terms of doing a bit of Google searching. And I haven't spent hours on it, but I spent 20, 25 minutes on it. I can't find out where they started. Um, so I think there's two two things really with, with Awareness Days. Is one, I don't understand where the call to action came from in the first place. And two, we are so peak Awareness Day now that I think what's happened is that you don't hear about any of them. Um, I think there's, I think there's maybe a few in the calendar that maybe still resonate, but I think the vast majority have disappeared. So I don't know if these are just specific things for specific groups and they've now become really, really micro or whether actually just because everybody's piled in the whole thing's lost any kind of 
any any kind of resonance. And and of course, when awareness days, which is supposed to be the thing as a as a concept and as a website to keep people on top, so you don't miss anything. In reality, because there is so much on here when you go on there, um, you you actually then disconnect from the whole idea anyway. Um, but the one thing, if somebody can answer for me, because I am genuinely interested, and this is probably just a sign of where I am in terms of my age, because 10 years ago, I might not be quite generally as interested as this uh, as I am, but I'd like to know where it started. And I don't see, I, I seem to be able to date things going back to the mid 80s. I can date individual days to then, but I don't know when this actually started. And and I'm going awareness days now. I'm not going national days. So, you know, saints days and all that kind of thing. I'm not looking at stuff like that. I want to know when awareness days actually, what's the backstory to awareness days? Because the chances are where it really started is actually probably quite interesting. And it's probably something that really happened and grew on a very small level, um, you know, Whereas, obviously, a, a large... I mean, look, National Porridge Week. I mean, that's just marketing. That's just marketing. That's got nothing to do with anything other than marketing. And so many of these have nothing to do with, you know, marketing. Um, so, I, I, yeah, I, yeah, a bit of background on that would be brill. Right, that's me done for the week. Um, I'm going to get myself sort of to go for a run. Um, and I will speak to you all. Stay safe, obviously. I hope you're all well. And I'll speak to you all next time. <laughs> if you've enjoyed therapy for me then please subscribe and share as you see fit this has been an a short stories production